Hi, I'm your alcoholic aunt. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Ready? One, yes. Two, three. Little bit of silence. Hi, friends, and welcome to Brainstorm, a podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of art making and everything in between. Mm-hmm. This is my co-host Garrett. Would you like Hello. to say a little about yourself? Yes, we are here to talk about the wilderness of art making. I am an artist, a bicon, bisexual icon, and a tax criminal. (laughs) Why are you a tax criminal? I'm a tax criminal. Hopefully my parents never listen to this, but I'm a tax criminal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a tax criminal because I got my job in Portland after I moved to Portland and um, like a service job. And... I was filling out my W-9, which is just what you fill out when you get a job. And my dad told me to claim exempt on my taxes. And then he forgot to claim me. So then I was saddled with owing $2,000 in taxes. And so I paid off the federal one, but I just got word um, that they're taking my state taxes out of my next paycheck. Maybe. So I just had to send an email to my employer outing myself as a criminal. That was really fun. Wow. Well, I mean, I just admitted in another podcast that um, I pirated Photoshop. So we're both criminals here. That's true. (laughs) Who are you? Who am I? (laughs) My name is Scotto. I am a nemesis of the earth. I'm a monster enthusiast, and I'm definitely not a bunch of mice in a trench coat. Definitely not. I can definitely see not. You're definitely a person right in front of me. Yes, and not a criminal or mice no. or both yeah. criminal mice. I am a rat <laughs> and a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that note, I thought you know I'll just introduce the topic here. Go for it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about staying weird. Yes, because everybody wants to fit in kind of, hopefully not, in high school. But it's not always good to fit in because it doesn't get you noticed. Um, So today we're going to talk about uh, making what's true to you and embracing your strengths. And I just had a little idea about this. A great example of someone who does this is Lady Gaga. (laughs) I'm going to be talking a lot about her. God bless. (laughs) Yeah, just throwing it out there. She got noticed because she's weird. So exhibit a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's really all i have to say about that <laughs> <laughs> gaga and out <laughs> yeah i mean obviously we're going to uh talk about different ways that this is true and a good tip for everyone but one example of how this has helped me is that no matter how many people don't like this platform or have moved away from this platform, I used and sometimes still use DeviantArt. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I baby. Know. I know. I I'm know. just getting flashbacks. Yeah. I mean, I was, that's like, was my whole thing. That was like what kept me doing art. That was what encouraged me. I honestly feel like I owe that platform so much because like, shoot, it's just like done so much for me. 
I, when I was growing up, that was my inspiration. I would like go on and look on there. So I started, you know, drawing kind of in a way that wasn't necessarily honest because, you know, there's looking at life and there's look, looking at things all around you and drawing and creating work from there. But because I was getting all of this outside inspiration, DeviantArt was kind of this double-edged sword in the sense that like, woo, I loved manga and like, I still do. Um, And that is the style that I started to draw in. But while that's something I had to grow out of, DeviantArt helped me to make amazing connections through DeviantArt. I started working for Copic and I met my friend Jonathan, who is now a fashion designer working in Paris, oh. who I have done textile work for. So it's totally helped me and it's totally not industry standard whatsoever but it's I've also heard that it has really helpful forums and like it hmm. gives people jobs so I mean I wouldn't necessarily recommend using it now you know or starting it but if you have it don't abandon it you know yeah I feel like the more tentacles you can get into the social media world the the more platforms you can put your art on like why not you know yeah and I think that it also came from just like having deep roots in one like yes I definitely recommend having you know multiple sources but like to have something where it's like that was really the only website that I used that kind of like chronicles your start as an artist to your adulthood and making so many connections through it you know grew to be immensely helpful that's great. Yeah. You find That's... what what works for you and you stick with it and you maintain like a regular presence on it and people really respond yeah. to that. Yeah. And like no matter how embarrassing it is too, like <laughs> because it's definitely a little bit embarrassing because no one uses it. I don't know. That's what I've found throughout my life too is that anytime I tried to go for something like ethical. Um... Ethical? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the wrong word. But anytime that is definitely I try... But anytime I try to go for something that's like has prestige or that's like really clean in terms of its rep, like after graduating from SCAD, I was like applying to all of these motion design jobs and graphic design jobs. And I talked about that the last episode and that's not what I did. Yeah. And now I have yet another embarrassing job title. I was hired. This is not, not my job title anymore, but I was hired as a manga and instructor where I work oh baby yeah so I mean hot button thing I'll get into about the revelation that I am not Japanese <laughs> <laughs> later but yeah are you I mean, sure I'm are you I, sure I'm positive really I, I, just... I even knew that when I drew manga believe it or not when I drew manga okay. I knew I was white but yeah, I, for some reason, felt like I could, you know, and something actually clicked for me when I went to Lacoste, like Caro and I did a study abroad and happened to do it at the same time, even though we kind of planned it that way. Um, <laughs> when we were studying abroad, I had never left the country and I had a fascination with the rest of the world, but I had never had the experience of living somewhere so drastically different. I mean, even honestly, the West Coast of the United States is like completely different culturally from where I grew up in Ohio. But I mean, when I was abroad, I truly had this global realization and a realization about where I came from and how that was unique. Because I think 
I felt kind of unoriginal growing up and felt a need and a gravity towards manga because I felt like my life and my perspective was not unique because I was privileged. I thought that everyone grew up, especially in America, the way I did. And I thought my own story was boring. So I thought that I had to escape. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I mean, yeah. It's wild because, you know, I'm from Miami, grew up in Miami. It's basically little Havana. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone and their mother here is Cuban. So uh-huh. I remember um, we had like a heritage day in elementary school. And one of my friends, like her heritage is Irish. And I just thought that was like the most exotic, like coolest thing to be. That's <laughs> wild. That's wild. Because when I was told or whenever, because I'm, almost positive i have some irish in me i'm just like every blend of white you can imagine and only white um that yeah i was just like okay irish boring german boring english boring like everything i was hit with i was just like no one gives a shit and it's kind of true (laughs) because like like it's not that interesting as a white person to be english you know etc but yeah that is something that's more interesting you know and for me it's very interesting to be surrounded by people who aren't white (laughs) I enjoy that for sure because I like to hear from different perspectives and be friends with people who interest me but uh yeah I definitely struggled in the beginning with being like oh I'm not interesting so I need to draw in a way that is interesting you know Mm -hmm. I feel like I am now like a white person drawing manga sympathizer and I'm not <laughs> like but having been one I know what that's all about and even if there are people listening to this podcast who are just like I am going to be a manga artist like I was just as stubborn as you and like I thought that's what I really wanted and Kato talked to me and was my friend while I thought like that <laughs> so just like Thank you so much because. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Ow, cheese. <laughs> no, I mean like, um, <laughs> wow, that's a really, that's just a really harsh thing to say about yourself, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, other people said it all the time, you know, and I can see where they were coming from now, but also I feel like that's the wrong reason not to talk to somebody and not to associate with somebody like if there's someone who doesn't understand something you know I know it's a polarizing time maybe about culture or who they are it's like whatever you just have to kind of give that person time I'm sure they will realize at some point but I don't think that's a reason to ignore make fun of or be mean to somebody yeah definitely because I did experience a lot of that firsthand so while I'm trying to play devil's advocate for myself I also you know sympathize with people who were like me yeah Yeah. And like you said, I think it stems from a place where you're not comfortable with some aspect of your life or some aspect of your style, or you feel like, well, my experience isn't unique or isn't good or isn't whatever. So you turn to other sources. But I think a lot of the things that people do that are maybe like, "Ah," do stem from a place of pain or confusion. And we should try to be empathetic towards that. That's very true. Yeah. But hearing your thinking on that kind of makes me realize your perspective and the fact that it was so helpful to have somebody in my corner when I ran into that problem. I mean, I just remember you telling me about there being people who were like, 
oh Garrett like you talk to him you know (laughs) and if there is someone with skill behind what they're doing or who's been doing something their whole life and it's like they've tried to build something on it I really would hope and I did try to give myself some validity and I'm happy that I had a friend who saw that for sure yeah yeah Yeah. I mean it was really it was really sad for me to see your art and like how amazing it was and then people to just dismiss it on account of like oh it's anime or you know whatever yeah it was always but the eyes every time every time i showed my work to anybody it was like it's really good but the eyes like that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that was always we can't have those eyeballs we can't have those sparkly eyes i I mean i remember being in absolute awe of your pieces and how like detailed they were and how like technically beautiful like perspectively beautiful like everything and then for people to dismiss it just because it was like copics or like manga influence like it really pissed me off um and it really made me sad that people were so like hair trigger about those kinds of things it's weird because i feel like there's a lot of elitism in art school it definitely feels like there's a hierarchy of styles and if you don't meet a certain style then you can get ostracized which is so stupid i know i (laughs) totally didn't (laughs) i totally didn't know that until i got there but you think the art community being the art community is going to be so welcoming and nice and it's just like any other industry you know like yeah there's a lot of gatekeeping i feel like and obviously it depends on you know where you go and who you surround yourself with this is just you know my experience but I did notice a lot of a lot of judgment towards certain styles or certain skill levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just said it the other day. It was like someone put on Facebook. They were like, can we get some people with personalities that aren't making fun of furries? And I <laughs> commented. I was like, anyone who makes fun of furries is projecting because I'm a weeb. And as a weeb, I know anytime I make fun of furries, I am projecting. And that's just all it is because like furries, no matter how, again, like how you might interpret that word. Sometimes they have skill behind what they do. And like, frick, oh, totally. you gotta just like love them for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can appreciate skill. Yeah. Um, without necessarily like enjoying the style or maybe in this case, the lifestyle or whatever the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> like, the furry lifestyle. I, I, I really, I don't give a shit. I mean, like live the yeah. life you want to live. As long as you're not hurting anybody, like, the weeb we, lifestyle, we cool. like any lifestyle you want. We cool. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, the important part is to stay unique to who you are. Even if there's a lot of adversity out there. Because there will be people who care about you and who love you and communities that you will feel safe in. And that applies yeah. to not only um, you know, art communities, but also communities at large. Yeah, being yourself, it's like all you do by doing that is cut out the people who wouldn't have supported you knowing your who you truly are, you know? And that's a good thing to do sooner rather than later. Like you'd so much rather just like be upfront and be like, this is who I am. And if someone doesn't deal with that, 
they leave and that's a lot better than getting close to that person and then having them find out something and then leave it's just because then you have like this whole friendship and thing that you've built and you just watch it go to pieces because you weren't being authentic so you know as much as it's good to be yourself on your own time it's also good to try to do that as soon as you can you know because the sooner the better you know you'll only i think have better outcomes and a better life because of it and when you just fully embrace who you are in art or in life i agree i mean i had an experience um i've had many experiences (laughs) with regards to trying to be someone that i'm not not only in my art but in my life as well so Mm. um before i went to art school i went to just a regular college um and i was gonna do pre-med and At the time, I thought, well, yeah, I like science. I like biology. You know, at the time, I was kind of still brainwashed into thinking art wasn't a viable source of income or a viable career, which is a whole other topic I can get into. Um, But at the time, I was stuck in this really negative face of mind. And so I decided, yeah, you know what? Let me do pre-med. Like, this is the correct thing to do, quote unquote. This is like the thing that will impress people. This is what will make me money in the future. And I was absolutely fucking miserable. It was Mm -hmm. horrendous. And I just remember at the end of my second year, halfway through my four-year degree, I was like, what am I doing? You know, like I'm wasting money (laughs) studying something that I don't care about. I I don't see a future for myself in this. Um, Yeah, it was just black. Yeah, it was just black and dreary. And I just had the revelation that, you know what? the only future I see for myself is in the arts. And I remember there was a lot of opposition when I decided to go to art school. I remember my family being like, well, what are you doing? You have all these scholarships, like da da da, like you're really going to throw all this away. And it took some convincing. And there was a lot of concern on their part, (laughs) which I understand it was coming from a good place. But I happen to be a very stubborn person, so the more that they were, like, concerned about me, the more I wanted to defy it and just be like, no, I'm going! Like, screw you! But I know in some other people's cases, that could be really devastating, and that could be a huge deterrent. But in my case, I was stubborn, um, and I ended up going, and Mm -hmm. I had my experiences, I had my opportunities... Um, I graduated and there were absolutely ups and downs, but I don't think I would do it any other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely don't regret going to art school. I definitely don't regret pursuing a, a career in the arts because, I, again, like, I, I just can't see a future for myself in any other field. But yeah, from a young age, I've definitely felt the the pressure to conform, you know, as far as like, occupation as far as looking a certain way and even within my own art you know I went to a <laughs> went to a religious school um oh boy yes 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 oh yes and you um were the catholicest of the catholics yeah well I went to catholic school first and then they were like begone demon spawn and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then I okay. went to public okay. school for a little while and then uh back to Christian school till I graduated. Um so there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for me to express who I truly was. Um uh. you know, in my especially in my art making, which if you were to look at my art, um it's full of demons. And that's supposed and- to be your like release. Right. Yeah. It was supposed to be my sacred space, but 
you know, I couldn't fully express what I wanted to. I couldn't fully draw what I wanted to. So for a very, very long time, I felt like I needed to repress my artwork, my style, and kind mm-hmm. of conform into something that would be safe either, you know, in terms of, oh, this will avoid people being like, ah, she's so weird or just scorning me or just not getting kicked out of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and unfortunately, because that was so deeply embedded in me, that continued into my adult life as well. In art school, you know, I remember being like, well, what's the style that I should draw in? And like, oh, yeah, totally. Ah, you know, what's the teacher going to like? Yeah, what's the teacher going to like? What are my classmates going to like? Like, what is the industry going to like? Like this. Yeah. Giant. You should not make work like that. Exactly. And whatever. If you want to be a commercial artist, like, and you want to pay attention to the trends, great. But me from this kind of like creativity expressing yourself gotta just said there's no natural born artists out there but like you know as someone who is a heavily right-brained person like it's just something I really can't do you know like <laughs> there's I, I don't consider myself a natural born artist I definitely learned to be an artist but like identifying myself that way now as an artist I can't like it I can do it. Like, I have done it. But it makes me very sad to do. I had to draw in the style of The Simpsons the night that Trump got elected. And I had to draw them kissing. I had to (laughs) fucking draw them kissing. And there's, like, an old Snapchat I found that's just this The Simpsons that I drew kissing that said, this was not in God's plan. Because that's how I felt. So, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never, I was doing that exact same assignment at the same time, and I can never look at The Simpsons ever again. No, like, it's just, just seared like, into my memory. Sometimes a style that the industry likes is not in God's plan <laughs> for you. <laughs> like, sometimes it's just not what you should do. And, like, sometimes it'll make you sad. And, yeah, like, whatever. You can get a job doing that and you can do that for a period of time. But after a year or two, you got to just do what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I found that I, when I was stuck in this horrible hell loop of like, well, I can't draw the way I want to draw because I'm not going to get a good grade or I'm not going to get a job or so-and-so isn't going to like me. Um, it just <laughs> created, <laughs> it created this. I mean, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. You risk people not liking you by the way that you draw, 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely risk that. Yeah. People did not like me because I drew manga, yeah. Which is absurd. Like, yeah. in hindsight, if you think about it, that is absurd. Yeah, so I found myself just, there was this huge rift between my art and myself, and I started to almost grow resentful because expressing myself in the way that felt true to me it just felt like I was drawing for someone else um and I found that at that point my art just began to stagnate um Mm -hmm. and I wasn't growing as a person because I just wasn't vibing with anything I was doing yeah Um, like you can try to fake it till you make it but there's also a point where you really have to be honest with yourself and there are cracks that that come through the mask yeah i mean i can i can attest to that you know i i had several awesome opportunities you know that involved almost getting internships with universal high res um and illustration companies and i found that 
again, by trying to conform to their style and not being honest and upfront about what my skill sets were, rather trying to fit into their into their styles. I just like, for example, um, it's like you overthink and then you trip, you know? Right. I overthought yeah. it. I just dipped. <laughs> like It gave me yeah. so much anxiety. That's what I mean. Even if you're like, it's just goes to show in any other way too. Like if you're running or whatever and you think too much about like, oh, I got to take this step. I got to take this step. I got to bend my knee this way. Like you're just going to fall on your face and mm-hmm. not run, you know? And that's the same thing that I think can happen in art. And even on the other end of that spectrum, like when I was trying to stick too much to a certain style, when I was trying to be like, no, I am a manga like I am a manga <laughs> artist like it it was limiting once I got to France and I let go of that and I was just like I need to figure out like who I am as an artist outside of this because seeing this new perspective I do realize that I am unique and that I do have a perspective and like once I let go of that being my style uh which was like senior year like it was pretty late mm-hmm. um it like totally opened up my entire style like my style the subject matter everything that I was interested in and everything that I drew changed completely and I kind of became a new artist and I'm honestly kind of still getting to know that artist because I feel like that's like kind of like what I'm still known for so it can be good to be yourself but also if you find yourself limiting yourself once you quote unquote know who you are that that can limit you too just as much as conforming to a style that someone else imposes you know if you're trying to conform to a self-imposed style that can also limit you absolutely um it's always good to try out new workflows try to reinvent yourself um and find what feels most natural and good for you because I think that was the problem I ran into for such a long time and that's kind of what cut my heels when I was applying to these places was I was trying to work in what I thought like an in the industry quote unquote wanted or like certain industry workflows quote unquote that were in opposition to my natural skills rather than actually helping them. For, so for example, to not be so nebulous, like for a while I used to just go straight to color and then I learned, oh, you know, it's like more industry standard, quote unquote, whatever that means to work from grayscale to color. So then I started doing mm-hmm. that. But then I found that my colors started getting really washed out and weren't as vibrant. But I was like, well, this is the industry standard, so I'm going to do this. And then Hi-Res gave me like an amazing opportunity um, and they sent me an art test. And guess what portion of the art test I failed? The color, color portion? The color portion. Dude, because no, but that doesn't, honestly, like, but, as someone who's seen your work before and after, okay. like, doing the black and white to color thing, and it's something that even I do, it doesn't look good. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was that pitfall, that belief that, well, this is the industry standard, so I have to do da-da-da, this grayscale to color workflow that cost me this great opportunity. So Man, that's yeah, interesting. It it's like the one thing that you thought you had to change, and like, y'all, you don't gotta change anything about you. <laughs> You're <laughs> perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and I had this revelation actually quite late <laughs> in recent uh, recently, actually, because I was looking back on my art um from years and years ago versus like my more recent stuff. And I was like, man, the, the stuff I used to do years and years ago was so colorful and vibrant and what the fuck happened? And then I realized, I was like, well, I just got stuck in workflow hell, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, 
to the point where I was just following a set of instructions rather than trying to find and navigate my way as an artist. Yeah. And finding what works for me. Mm-hmm. I was borrowing someone's hat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Borrowing someone's like bucket hat that didn't look good <laughs> on you. <laughs> like, whereas you needed a sombrero. Hi. <laughs> I don't um, know, I needed like a, I kind of want a cowboy hat. Oh yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, like a, just a cowboy hat, some cattle, real yeah. slow drawl. Damn, it's very Les of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to a lesbian wedding in Texas very soon. Shit, that's yeah. the place to have one, honestly. Yes, yes, and uh, the the person getting married was like, yeah, like, Bring a hat. Bring cowboy boots. So I'm a, yes. I'm on the verge. I'm on Please the verge. Please be a goth cowboy. Please like do your <laughs> eyeliner, but be wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> yes, I'm. A, I actually got a like a red suit. So oh my god. Yes, I'm so ready for this. Okay, it's you are going weird. to be Lil Nas X. Like you are going <laughs> to be like I got the horses in the bag. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's dope. I mean, talking about art tests and all that stuff. Yeah, I've been in the same position. I don't know why I didn't get mine. I applied for like Bento Box and they had me do an art test, which was something that I was like very psyched about. And uh, then I did it. And there was also all this drama surrounding it because I had to pull an all-nighter and they wanted me to do it in two to four hours. But because it was not my style and I learned so much while I did it, it took me like nine and yeah. I tried to pass it off. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and sent it to them at five in the morning. <laughs> like I tried to be like, yeah, I just like woke up and did it. <laughs> like, I think, I think that's what I tried to play off. But yeah, long story short, I didn't get it. Um, And that would not have been a good job for me because it did take me a long time to like learn to be something I wasn't. But honestly, I learned a lot in the process. Like, I was talking about an illustrator that that we knew and I was like I'm gonna try to you do this in her style basically and I definitely learned a lot about how that particular illustrator worked because I was like trying to be them and obviously wasn't me but now I know you know like what artists little tricks and hacks Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah, and that, that can be the beauty of, like I said, trying out different workflows or doing master studies, which is awesome. And I've started doing yeah. those um, with traditional painting. The The most recent one I've done is um, I've done – I did a Caravaggio one, like David and Goliath or whatever. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I freaking <laughs> so love Caravaggio. Lots of, lots of naked men and boys and all kinds of weird sketchy shit. But um, I love it. Yeah, lots of like dirty looking fellas and darkness. Um, and Medusa, that's my fave. <laughs> that like screaming beheaded Medusa by Carvaggio. My constant mood in the morning. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, um, and I've learned a lot about lighting from that. Um, and not only that, but also just uh, oil techniques, um, which I've also brought into uh, my digital art. So there's something to be said about definitely challenge yourself, definitely try on other people's hats. Yeah, like <laughs> don't, don't like, own, like don't be yourself. Like yourself. <laughs> yeah, be yourself, but don't close yourself up in a box. Don't be unwilling to try new things. I will say to attest to 
whatever skill I did have like back then, I feel like I was, you know, the manga artist growing up, but I didn't like go to art class being like, that's the only thing I do. That's the only thing I can do. I can't do anything else. Like I did every art project that was thrown at me, which only positively helped me. And I did everything that they threw at me when I went to SCAD, which only helped me. But I quote unquote knew what I wanted. I, you know, that's not who I am now. But um, yeah, be be yourself and do you even if it's like against the grain but if it's you know not something that you want to necessarily do just like what learn how to do it do what you need to get by get the a or b and move on (laughs) yeah like that simpson kiss yes i think i failed that assignment (laughs) just like the kiss by gustav klimt by not groaning yeah the keys the pucker up in the keys yeah and then i think we could also talk about that on top of also creating portfolios and like Mm -hmm. doing things that are up your alley again expanding off of what was in the last episode like whatever you're applying for just staying true to what you do not being unrealistic and when you are creating a work for something Like for me, when I was trying to apply to graphic design and like motion media studios, it's like not at all what I did. I should have majored in something else if that's what I like wanted to do, but it's not even what I wanted to do. And my kind of dream and what I wanted to do after I graduated from college was to go to Portland and just start freelancing. But my parents wanted me to just kind of get a job the traditional way. Again, I just like hope they don't listen to this, but um. (laughs) like i don't blame them for any of this stuff (laughs) but the um yeah in terms of staying home they just like didn't know what to do with me and like you just you don't know what the fuck to do with your son or daughter like who graduated in an industry that you didn't go to school for they grew up in the 80s where they were just like shelling out salary jobs and just like you went to college you went to college you get a car (laughs) you get a job you get a job job. (laughs) exactly and that's like the climate that they grew up in and there's just such a small percentage of our graduates who like graduate and then apply somewhere and then the job is like and we're gonna move you out for a five-day vacation and like a permanent residency like as if that was just like oh you go to SCAD and that's what you get like no you go to SCAD you get student debt and then you cry for five months and then you move and then you get a job like it's like yeah that's um yeah it's it's a there's a different step-by-step process these days to you know get the oprah job (laughs) that you were quote-unquote promised or like guaranteed by school which by the way doesn't really owe you that yeah so despite what i wanted to do i was applying for things that weren't up my alley and then when i finally got here i just like started networking with people who interested me and like going to a bunch of events where i just really had no business being um (laughs) And honestly, it's kind of another thing to take from Lady Gaga. Like, she would just show up to clubs and go up to the bouncer and just be like, Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've seen you. And they'd be like, Oh, I like, I guess she belongs here. Like, and they would just let her skip the line and shit. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, whatever you can do to kind of like be a little bit of a scammer that way, and just like <laughs> show up places, just show your face and talk to people 
introduce yourself? Like I got here and Lucy Bellwood was doing this amazing talk. And I went there and she was like, yeah, we're all going to go to a bar afterwards. So if you guys enjoyed this talk, like come to this bar. And I was just like, had nothing else to do. I had just moved, you know, I had my job, but I had the night off. So I was just like, I'm going to the bar. Mm. And like, I show up and I was the only one there. Wow. And so I just got this like FaceTime with this awesome comic artist who was about to go on a book tour and all this. And I just like asked her a bunch of questions, got to know her, drove her home. Wow. I know. I got home and I was like shaking and I was just like, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that just happened. But literally just going through some bullshit, like changed my life because she was the person who ultimately recommended me for the job I have now. Like One River, the school I work at, they reached out to Helioscope, the studio she's a part of, and she gave them my name because I met her. I had been applying to Helioscope's mentorship for three years, even though I'm like 24. And they're just like, this is for college students. (laughs) So instead they were like, they gave a professional recommendation for a job rather than like letting me be a little mentee, um, which Mm. was really cool of them. So that's how I have the job I have now. It's BS. I didn't apply. This wasn't an Indeed find. It was (laughs) non-traditional. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to honor yourself and be on DeviantArt, then you might as well get a job the unconventional way too. Yeah. And it's so important to be yourself, not only in your art, but also in person. People respond to that. Um, Oh, totally. Yeah. It was interesting and really different to talk to someone like this as if like a quote unquote peer, like she is not my peer. Like I do not look at her that way, but she was talking to me that way. Um, Mm. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And like when you are applying for jobs, be sure to show them a body of work that you're proud of and that represents you as a person, not only you as a person, but your skill set. Yes. Um, and be honest about what you want because the last thing you want is to have a very diluted portfolio um, mm-hmm. and have like, oh, well, a little bit of graphic design here. Oh, maybe some motion media, uh, uh, graphic design, uh, I don't know, concept art and just have it be very confusing, very all over the place um, when you should be tightening your focus and focusing on things that you actually want to do. So if yes. you want to be a comic artist, have a comic artist portfolio. If you want to be a mm-hmm. concept artist, that does environmental design have a portfolio of environment design <laughs> like don't you have a portfolio of like character studies and like some graphic design and maybe like an ad or a book that you you know so in my case i want to be um a 2d illustrator for for games or tabletops and i took a look at my portfolio and i was like i don't really have a whole lot of polished illustrations for someone who wants to be an illustrator. I, do. <laughs> I was like, hmm. all right, let's fix <laughs> So definitely take a look at what you've got. Um, be honest with yourself. Honesty is so important. Um, yes. And people really respond to honesty. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because I it's kind of subconscious, you know, if you see honesty in something, it's not something that someone necessarily really tried to do. They're not like, I'm going to be honest, you know, <laughs> like they 
<laughs> they just do it and it just comes from them and you can you can tell and you can see the liveliness and like whatever it is that they made even yeah speaking from my own experience too like when i applied to scad the reason why i was a transfer like we know waikato was a transfer now mm. um the reason why i was a transfer is because it was very expensive and my i did not have the money to just like go to SCAD. And so I went someplace else the first year because I applied with a portfolio that was all over the place. I was like, yeah, maybe they want to see this picture I took. And like, maybe they want to see this apple I rendered really well. And maybe they want to see this little still life. And also seven manga pieces, (laughs) like seven (laughs) illustrations. Yeah. And that did not go well. I didn't get i mean i got scholarship money but i didn't get as much as i needed to be able to go there so i had Mm. to turn them down go someplace else i have a habit of doing this where it's like okay i go somewhere and i don't really give it the ample amount of time like it might have been a smoother transition if i had stayed in cincinnati for two years and then transferred to scad also because i was dating somebody but (laughs) instead even though i just set up my life here i want to go already (laughs) that's kind of like what's happening right now but i'll probably talk about that later i one year into going to my other school made a portfolio for SCAD and I only included this stuff that was my work I was applying to, I knew I wanted to be a sequel student and I was like I'm not gonna put a single still life in here because they've seen it they know that I can do it um so I'm just gonna do only like my quote-unquote manga work only my illustration work only stuff that is truly my own and I got a lot more scholarship money for that so mm. It might be something good to include so that they know that you can, but make it minimal. If you're trying to show your skill in a traditional sense, you don't have to do a whole lot of that. And if you're trying to prove something, make it tiny, like make it small. Don't make it half of your whole portfolio because as Kato said, like honesty is respected. And if you're trying to prove something too hard, it's not going to come across in an honest way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to be true. You got to be you. You got to stay weird. Yes, indeed. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) Right. Bye, guys. That was great. Beautiful. Oh, it's still recording. Oh, shit. Whoops.